It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. Lacrosse fans, welcome back to Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network for episode 116 of Lacrosse Classified. Jake Elliott, Brad Challoner with you, and episode 116, it just gets bigger and better as we move along here, Brad. Uh, let's get you in right off the top. Let's tease it a little bit. We're not going to reveal our guest here quite yet for 116. How's it going? How was the weekend? Uh, it's going good, man. I spent spent the morning at the doctor's office. Oh, well, that's not that. That's uh... never good, is it? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, nothing, nothing serious. Got a bit of, uh, got a bit of a clog in the right ear. Mm. Bit of a, bit of a buildup over time, and you know, I hate going to the doctor. So trying to put off this, this plugging in my ear that I wake up with every single morning for like the last six to nine months. Yikes! But uh, turns out quite the wax buildup there. Mm. They gave me. I went to the doctor's office. They gave, they gave me a the flush. Big, the squ- yeah, the flush. They gave me the big squeegee and the big flush. They put a little bucket underneath your right? ear. Yeah, no, no, I'm familiar. Out. I'm familiar. But it was still, uh, it was not good enough. So now I have to, I have to oil my eardrum okay. every day for the next week, and then go back next week. A couple drops in there. Yeah. I'm having trouble hearing out of my right ear. So if it feels like I'm listening to you <laughs> less than I normally am I'll speak, today, I'll speak then louder. that might be why. Yeah, no, it, it might be why I'm yelling. It might be why you have to yell at me. Okay. But this should be fun. Uh, no, I know all about it. Not to get off on an ear. T- <laughs> here, but that's something I experienced quite a bit of as a youth. Uh, so, but you know, it was a little more K or archaic back then with the doctor and flushing your ear out than it is now. They used a corkscrew. Yeah, it's not far off. But anyway, so I know your pain. I feel your pain, and uh, I hope that gets better because there's it's nothing worse than just, you just yeah. You're just like. Oh. Oh, and just be, like even having conversations and listening to people talk, you're just all you're thinking about is I can't hear you very well. I'm Constantly want to jam to your finger and... in your ear and shake it around. Yeah. So anybody with hearing issues, I I am not envious of. That's it's a well, challenge. Well, hopefully nobody no. has a hearing issue that's listening to Lacrosse Classified right now because we want to be coming through loud and clear for you. Uh, yes, we do. And, and lots to talk about this week. But other than the doctor, what anything else uh, go go down? Uh, watch any football over the the weekend? Just kept it safe. Went for went public swimming. Oh, well. that's, no, maybe that's why my ears <laughs> that's, messed up. That's no, it. unrelated though. It was already messed up before that. But no, got I was going to say a... you just said keeping it safe. Went public <laughs> swimming, and you have an ear well, issue. So I a a. The, the ear issue happened before the public swimming, so unrelated. Well, yeah. but no, it's B, not, public, though. Public swimming is not what it used to be. It's not a free-for-all <laughs> at the public pool. Yeah. It's like book an appointment. You get a one-hour window to go. There's like all of 10 families in the entire yeah. three-pool facility. Weird. And you kind of got the place to yourself if you picked the right corner over by the basketball hoop or something. Huh. And but it it felt it was a little bit of sense of normalcy with the kids and they okay. were splashing around and we had a good time and okay. I just thought man what I would give to have those kids and myself my wife be crushing an all inclusive resort right now and splashing around man. there like it's the first thing I'm doing after all this is is going hitting a vacay yeah. yeah I mean I I know the hotels and the resorts I mean how they're hanging on right now I just don't know but. Uh... 
Hopefully they make it through with with the rest of us. Well, that's good, man. I didn't. Uh, what did I do this weekend? I didn't really do a whole lot. Did some grocery shopping. That was exciting. Uh, went for a little walk around the lagoon here in, in, in Port Coquitlam and watched a bunch of football yesterday. Enjoyed that. And and ready to go here this week because uh, we we alluded to it off the top. Big show coming up, and uh, we got our Stampede Stelling with Jimmer back with something else. Quick sticks, lots of quick sticks this week. And Eric Penny is coming up uh, in the third quarter as well as uh, we'll talk about that Warriors Academy we've been promising you. So the goaltender for the Warriors will stop by in quarter three, and in quarter number two, it's our calls to the hall and. Brand new coach of the Fort Worth Panthers. No, excuse me, Brad Challenger. Panthers City Panthers Lacrosse, City Club. Lacrosse Club. Club. Hall of Famer Tracy Koleski. So this works out beautifully. NLL calls to the hall brought to you by Stampede Tech. Brad, you are. I sent you the read. You were responsible for the Stampede read after our, our interview with Tracy this week. Don't forget. Uh, so Tracy Koleski. New coach in in Fort Worth and also an NLL Hall of Famer. So this works out magically. So I don't know if we want to like save our TK thoughts and talk for, for the interview or, or maybe we just get our, our quick reaction here to Bob Hamley, the hammer, announcing his new head coach down there in Texas, TK. I think we'll do that. We we can we can fluff him up enough when he's on the line, but we'll fluff him <laughs> earlier right now too. It's okay. Uh, a long kept secret, like we've yeah, kind of we've been sitting this on this one for a while. Going to be happening, and we wanted to get TK on the show at the right time with the calls to the hall. And we said, okay, well, let's bank this until it's uh, it's official and it's out there. Which as of uh, as of Monday morning, it was. So some nice news that the National Lacrosse League got to kick off with this week because it has been it has been quiet as far as signings and trades and everything goes that we await the potential start of the season so to get some big news to to sink our teeth in is awesome and this is a first time head coach in the National Lacrosse League but a Hall of Fame player a champion a man cup champion as a coach in Peterborough Team uh, Finland. One, of most, one of the most well respected lacrosse minds that this game has produced no one says a bad word about Tracy Klosky as far as his competitiveness and his leadership and, and what he brings is ferocity. And that's a huge hire for, for Bob Hamley, definitely putting the right foot forward to, to kick off this new organization. The next time we see them take the floor or the first time we see them take the floor for that matter. Yeah. Some time there in new England, of course, and, and the last six years in Philadelphia, along with Paul day, He's ready, man. Like he's he's ready. He he's coached Team Finland on the national stage, and, and of course he's got his Evolve program up up and running as well. So he's a leader of men for sure. And listen, like you talk to people, especially teammates of Tracy Koleski, and you ask him about, you know, if you're starting a franchise, like who are you starting with? And you'll get the Dan Dawsons and the Colin Doyle. Tracy Koleski is right in that conversation as far as building a franchise around. And now. Start with Bob Hamley here. He's he's found his man and his head coach. And tra- I'm interested to see who he surrounds himself with on that Panther City Lacrosse Club bench, whether he sticks in the borough or maybe branches out a little bit to a former like, roughneck teammate or something like that. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Maybe we'll talk to him about that. So Tracy Koleski coming up in quarter two. And congratulations to TK. I think that's a fabulous hire from Bob Hamley. And uh, press conference going on today and all the rest of it. So exciting times there for Panther City. 
and and Tracy Koleski. Yeah, and what they do, what what these two brains do, Bob Hamley and and Tracy Koleski, is when we had Bob Hamley on the show pre Christmas, mm. you know, he was he was kind of self admittedly out of the Canadian box game. You know, doesn't have his doesn't really have his hands on who's coming out of junior A or some of the best summertime ballers, but Tracy Koleski sure as hell does. And through the evolve, oh. still knows who some of the best players coming are in up. college lacrosse yeah. and coming up. So I think put those two minds together, plugged in, and you really got something special. Yeah, very plugged in on both sides, both sides of the 49er. Yeah, interesting to see who he hires as assistant. So uh, Tracy Koleski coming up next quarter here on one. 16 and uh we got our stampede stallion of the week this week of course as well here in quarter number one it is your pick this week brad challoner and i think you got yourself a good one but before you tell us who your stampede stallion is i gotta tell you that stampede tack in western where takes on the winner there's no such thing as bad weather just bad clothing so you're not going to find any of that at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. What you will find, though, is good clothing. Outback Trading Company, inspired by the harsh Australian Outback, features the traditional low-rider duster. Waterproof, full-length, made to withstand all the climates that Mother Nature can throw at you. Made from treated cotton, this oil skin won't quit, much like Tracy Koleski, let's say. Or check out the Bush Ranger jacket, a teammate to the traditional duster. It'll help you stay dry, stay warm. All year round, Stampede Tack and Western Wear, located at Cloverdale on the corner of Highway 10 and 180th since 1966. Or online, where it's still shopping local, stampede.ca. Stampede Stallion of the Week, Brad Schellner, give it to me. He defines stallion 100 (laughs) percent and that is three-time nll champion three-time 30 goal scorer second overall draft pick in 2011 the best selly and the best mustache in the national lacrosse league we're going to halifax steve keogh ladies and gentlemen is an absolute stallion and an absolute weapon a guy who's an absolute glue (laughs) absolute 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 um, just a franchise glue lacrosse player and can contribute when he needs to contribute, but just been the ultimate teammate in his nine seasons in Rochester, Colorado, and now back to Rochester slash Halifax now, but just a guy who everybody wants on their team sets, hard picks grinds for loose balls in the offensive zone. Uh, you know, good heads up playmaker will fight if he needs to fight. We'll just do absolutely everything. And it's not going to be a first team all-star It's not going to be a 40 goal guy, 800 points at the end of his career. He's going to be, you know, a, a quiet contributor. He might get to everybody needs in their locks in their locker room. He might get to 800. Yeah. 370 now, nine years into his career. He's got some work to do. Could get there out of the queues, of course, as well. Former Syracuse Orangeman, Steve Keogh. And you're right. Handlebar is just uh, the handlebar mustache is absolutely sensational. And the carpet silly. Like, I think we need more of this in characters. Yeah. Like the, the nicknames and the, the patented celebrations, the characters, the personalities, Lacrosse needs more of this, and Steve Keogh is is at the forefront of that. And you're right, like he's he's level five certified Butron. Like this this kid is an absolute weapon. A special advisor to the Toronto Junior A Beaches. Yeah, 
Is that the title? No. Uh, sure. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Uh, so he he's the guy that doesn't need the ball in his stick. He can certainly play with it. But you're right, just a, kind of a jack of all trades out there and a, a real glue guy. And really, at the end of the day, that's what the Stampede Stallion is all about. And Steve Keogh joins the stable this week as uh, our Stampede Stallion of the Week. Congratulations to Steve Keogh. My pick next week, Brad, I'll have to scan my list and uh, see who I come up with. You sparked my mind on on something, though, and I wanted to talk about this after Mm. we spoke to uh, Rich Kilgore a couple weeks ago. Last week, he, okay. when we were talking, was it was it last week? It already? was. Yeah. Time, time is uh, they're moving really fast or really slow. I'm not sure, but it feels off. Um, you know, Rich Kilgore was talking about Mark Stainhouse and the electricity that he brought to the Bandits into the National Lacrosse League. And I was kind of thinking after that, like, yeah, he was the orange shoes and the flare. Yeah, the doing them Conor like, McGregor up there, on the boards. Yeah. yeah. Is there a is there a Chase Fraser and a Josh Byrne and Dane Smith swag? in Buffalo if it wasn't for Mark Stainhouse kind of opening those doors to be quirky and stand out in the National Lacrosse League and help yeah. people fall in love with the game. Like, he was really a trailblazer in that regard, and keo has got a bit of that as we sort of tie it back. But, yeah, you know, as much as, right? as much as Mark did on the floor, like, he brought that flair that some of the best players in the game now have and will have going forward. Yeah, it's different. Like, I, I think about, like, you'd never see John Tavares do something like that, right? Like, Paul and Gary were never, like, they'd maybe give you a high five and a little head bump uh, with helmet to helmet, but they were never, like, pumping the crowd up or, or whipping their teammates up or swinging their sticks around doing the windmills or anything like that. But then you look at, like, guys like Colin Doyle and John Grant – they kind of save that emotion for the big moment, right? Like if if it was his fifth goal of the night in a 16-10 game, he's he's probably not giving it a fist pump. But if it's an OT winner in a playoff game, that's when you see the raw emotion bust out of, of guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, you totally see Colin Doyle do the shush or quiet down the crowd and, and <laughs> those villain, guys yeah. were those guys were agitators with how with how with how successful they were and how good they were. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. Who, Just who's... different personalities and, and, and different characteristics for those. Exactly. Guys. And I love the guys that, that bring that out in the national crossing. Those are the guys we, we want to focus on. Me too. Yeah. So more personality. I mean, Curtis, I'd say Curtis Dixon is in that conversation. Like he's, he's got a little bit of that when Dobie as well, when those guys score, they like to, you know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah, the yeah, Superman they can, they can rub rip it over. in. They, yeah, they can, they can rub it in. The Jeff Shatler climb the wall. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a few. There's a few. There is a few. All right, Bradley. I, I, I think I said a couple years ago, like, is there a team that loves scoring goals than more than the Calgary Roughnecks? Because yeah, those all of those guys in that offensive zone have a have a bit of swagger for Calgary, and they've they've been successful. Heck, yeah. they're, they're still the defending champions right now. I think Buffalo's in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bradley, let's get to let's get to break and let's talk to TK, the new head coach of Panther City and NLL Hall of Famer. Calls to the Hall coming up next quarter two, Lacrosse Classified, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. 
This is NLL Hall of Famer Rich Kilgore. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. Into the second quarter we go. Jake Kelly, Brad Schellner, EP116. We mentioned it off the top. Our calls to the hall continuing here, presented by Stampede Tech and Western Wear, as we welcome uh, former Rookie of the Year, a two-time champion. Uh, what else do we got here? All-Star Game MVP, a numerous accolades for Team Canada. The list goes on here. First overall by the Columbus Landsharks back in 2000. Thousand and now the head coach of the Panther City Lacrosse Club. I got used to saying that Panther City Lacrosse Club. Tracy Koleski on the program, back on the program. TK, first off, uh, thanks for doing this. Congratulations, and how are things? Things are uh, dynamite, Jumbo. Really good, Ashley. You uh, you know me well, and I'm kind of bursting right now and from the inside with the the news yesterday of uh, you know jumping on with uh, with. Uh, with the Fort Worth and Panther City Lacrosse Club, so I'm uh, I'm excited as as all get out as you can imagine, and yeah, uh, just just chomping at the bit to get going here. Well, listen, man, uh, like we've kind of known this is coming down the pipe for a while. I'm sure you have uh, as well. Has it been difficult? Like, I mean, have you t- did you tell anybody be- before? Or have you been just kind of keeping this to yourself? keep it uh well you know as per kind of direction, keep it keep it in house, and you know I, I shared the information with my family, of course, but. Um, for the most part, it was, uh, I, I think, as, as many of my colleagues have said, the best kept secret uh, in, 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 in the NL in the sense that I think everybody had some kind of rumblings of it and, and knowings of it. But but nonetheless, now that it's official and it's out there, I'm, there you, uh, you know, no different than, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I knew, like, I'm chomping at the bit to get going and, and really uh, take the next steps and, you know, finding the staff and, and, and getting more aligned with uh, with Greg Bibb and Bob Hamley and, uh, and that Panther City Lacrosse Club. Well, we have to think your staff has to be already in place, Tracy, based on how how long this was getting drawn out. Come on, you gotta have you gotta have some guys in mind. Are you gonna be sticking? Are you gonna be sticking? You know, Canadian guys, guys that you grew up with, or are you gonna be sort of casting a a wide net to find? Like, what's your what's your comfortability gonna be like with this with the staff? Well, we, we've certainly identified a few people that um, that we're interested in working with, and. Um, of course, I'm going to work with our general manager, Bob Hamley, who's done this, uh, you know, a few times and has had some success and, and lots of success with that being said. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to rely on him heavily and, and I certainly have some working relationships with people that I work with um, in the lacrosse world, um, people that, um, you know, I've played with, people that I have relationships with. So um, to answer your question, yeah, like I, I think we've kind of narrowed down a, a short list of guys that we're interviewing and guys that um that that i'm you know really looking forward to again getting started with and and working with i'm just uh sorry guys i'm just checking my junk and my, my spam folder here from a email from from tracy in case it's there. but i don't i don't see anything uh, i don't see anything in there uh, as we speak with the new head coach of panther city uh have you been down to, to fort worth yet tk and, and checked out uh the city and, and the new dickies arena and all that sort of stuff yet uh, you know, the closest I've been was the the pressure that the NLL held when they they announced the the city and um and, and the franchise. So I haven't been down. Um, you know, COVID is obviously, yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah, you know, right. I wasn't t- even t- thinking. T- yeah, t- taking its toll on with everything. So um, certainly, uh, you know, got some 
some insight to, to what the city is and you know what it's about and and obviously you know that the tour of uh, the amazing arena that we'll be playing at the dickies arena there so um just you know chomping at the bit again like i said to get going get down there um you know get to you know visit the city firsthand and, and see what what it's all about you were part of uh, an expansion team uh once upon a time back in back in montreal tracy i know things are a lot different league-wide and worldwide since then but you know, what can you kind of take from that experience? What are sort of the foundations that you need to cement yourself as a successful coach of an expansion team? Well, you know, it's funny that you, that you say Montreal. You like Montreal. You know, 44 goals, TK, uh, back with the Express. <laughs> Le Express de Montreal. Uh, Tout spectacular. That was my RDS French commercial that I had to do back in the day. <laughs> but, um, you know what? Uh, I, I was mentioning to somebody the other day, it, uh, my, I got drafted by Columbus. It was the first first ever franchise. Obviously, things didn't go there. Um, we go to Montreal. Um, similar, you know, obviously, it was one and done there, and I'm hoping not to, to minimize. But but uh, nonetheless, uh, and then I go to Calgary, which was really in the tendency as well, second-year club. So right. one of the things that, you know, I've, I've been able to – well, I've, I've – witness firsthand is you know uh, a starting a, being a part of a club um in, in those infancy stages and um it's certainly something that you know i prided myself on with calgary um and, and no different again when we were in montreal you know being a part of the community um trying to, to get involved with the grassroots lacrosse initiatives in the city um were very important to me as a player and, and they're, they're still very important to me as a coach so um i remember you know, a, a media person back in the day when we were in Calgary and saying, oh, the, the Roughnecks aren't going to last. Um, we've had a pro basketball team here. The only thing that this is a hockey town and, and it's not going to last. And um, lo and behold, you know, Brad Bannister and, and that management group had a uh, an awesome game plan. And, you know, we were very active and in, in, involved with the community. Um, it certainly helped that we were able to, to you know, pr- provide a winning, a winning franchise there um, early on. Um, but you know, for the, the the key to any success of any club um, is 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 culture in the locker room and and culture that you you share within that the you know the confines of the city and, and make sure making sure those things are aligned. So I'm looking forward to kind of again building um, um, helping build that with uh, with the vision of Greg Bibb and Bob Hamley in Fort Worth, and um, it's something that I'm certainly. Like I've done it before, so been there, yeah, experience. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 listen, I don't know if you're relocating down there or not, but I saw Hammer, uh, you know, working with the kids in Fort Worth, and they had a bunch of camps going down there, and a bit of a a unique approach um, to Panther City. They're kind of going with the the scarves and the chants, and it's going to be a different vibe than kind of anything else we've seen around the National Lacrosse League, but I think this is going to be a good thing because it's going to be unique to Fort Worth, and they seem to really be taking the approach of connecting with Fort Worth, Texas, and their fans and, and creating, like you said, a, a culture that that city can get behind. Yeah, no, that that was one of the things, again, you, know, you put your name in the hat, um, you know, you're hoping to get interviews, and, and the more um, you know, I was actively involved in the process and more I heard about, you know, Greg Bibb's vision and, and then they announced Bob and their vision of being in the community and, and kind of that whole uh, Panther City Lacrosse Club. And, and we've heard the story behind that. And it just it, it, it became that much more exciting for me. And um, I think people that know me best, um, 
I'm a pretty passionate dude. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about uh, a the game of lacrosse, but I'm, I, I try to bring passion in, in the things that I do, and um, to you know to see the passion that they had in, in the announcement. Uh, I'm only hoping to you know sharing that passion and, and sharing that uh, you know the rollout of, of Panther City Lacrosse Club in, in the great state of Texas. And, and you look great in the scarf too, so that works out well. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I don't know about cowboy boots, but yeah, scarf for sure. Um, Tracy, when did you decide you wanted to be a head coach in the National Lacrosse League? How long has this been a goal for you? Well, you know, I, I think with anything, um, you know, whether you're you're a player or or whatever it be, like you want to get to the highest level, you know. And I've certainly uh, been afforded the opportunity to work with um, both as a player and as a coach with some of the great minds in the game. And um, for me, it was always something that um, was definitely in the back of my mind. I knew, uh, you know, I, I got onto a, a junior A bench while I was still playing, knowing that it was something that I definitely wanted to get into. Um, so, um, you know, after, you know, this, uh, I think it was my sixth year of coaching, it was something that, um, you know, I, I, I kind of put my name in the hat for a few opportunities prior to this, but I think wholeheartedly, um, you know, I, I, I continue, I, I wanted to continue to learn. Um, and I want to continue to, to mature as a person and really just make sure that I'm ready to, to take this on. And, um, you know, I, I thank, you know, the people that I work with, but, uh, uh, Paul Day, for example, um, you know, he's been around the league a, a long time and, you know, under his guidance and under, you know, his tutelage and, you know, his support to help me kind of take this next step. Um, I'm not sure any of this would have happened. So, again, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, and again, I, I'm more than confident to say that, you know, I'm ready to, to tackle this head on and, and, and really just chomping up the bit to get going, like I said. Spent a lot of time around Paul Day, obviously, not just in the National Lacrosse League, but in the summertime as well, winning Man Cups with Peterborough. And what, what are some of the specific things you've taken from him that you can bring to, to Fort Worth? What are some Paul Day-isms, I guess you can say? Uh, you know, it's just Paul such a, you know, he's just a cool, calm, collective guy, right? And, and, um, one of the things that, um, you know, I took for granted, you know, when, you, when you're a player, you certainly got to prepare you and do your homework away from the rink. And that, you know, mostly consisted of sort of when your player is working out and, and obviously doing some scout. But one of the things that I've learned from, you know, Paul Day, um, Glenn Clark, Mike Hayes, and, you know, Rich Lisk is, is uh, you can't be overprepared, right? And, and the, the, the Paul Day is one of the most prepared guys I've ever seen. Um, and, and just his approach to, you know, uh, video and, and keeping the guys in tune with, um, you know, his vision, um, is something that, that I, that I learned a great deal from him. And, um, again, it's, uh, I don't think Paul, uh, Paul Day or, you know, I'm going to reinvent the wheel in the sense that the importance of, 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 you know, creating a culture where the players are, um, it's a player led locker room and, and the players are the ones that are um, driving the ship, right? Uh, of course, I'm going to be um, in, in a lead role as the head coach, but ultimately that's got to be stemmed from the players, and that's something that Paulie does very well and something that I'm hoping that I'll be able to do in uh, in Fort Worth. No, I had a, I had a great chat uh, on the virtual lacrosse summit last night with uh, with Paul Day, actually, and your name came up. Nothing but, but good things uh, to say about you from him, and, and he knows that you're ready, and, and uh, you know that you're ready as well, Tracy. And, and you talk about getting getting prepared. Uh, tell me about the experience with Team Finland at, at the World Indoor Lacrosse Championships. I mean, that, that, that Finland team was a fun team to watch, and – how did that help you grow and prepare as a coach? 
just you know taking just the, the whole coaching and, and you know that the, the teaching component of it which is something that I've always prided myself on as a coach um and, I, and I've always said you know the Finnish group who really we just started playing boxer class five six years ago was one of the funnest funnest I don't know if that's a word I've had more fun coaching the Finland team than than anything that I've done because you know it really provided me an outlet to um, to experiment with some things um, by no means did I reinvent the wheel. It's all the same stuff, but um, just my approach and, you know, delivering the message that, that I wanted to, uh, to parlay to the guys. So, it, you know, it, it provided me that opportunity. It provided me that opportunity to work with, you know, a completely different um, group of athletes and, and again, some athletes that um, certainly I think can play at the highest level, but, but nonetheless, it was, again, for me, it was able to, to implement some of the strategic uh, strategies and coaching things that um, I want to continue to implement um, with teams moving forward. You needed you needed Tyler Crompton ten years ago, not twenty nineteen Tyler Crompton. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he was good. He was really, he was no, real good no. to me. But I, I, uh, he didn't he, want to come off the floor, though. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was going. His 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 mind was telling him one thing, and I think his body was telling him another. I agree. I agree, and I but I agree. I think he. But to that point, I think he soon came to realize that hey, these guys can play, yeah, right? And yeah. and there, there's a reason why we were the sixth best team um, in the world, right? And and uh, credit to the to the Finnish guys because again. Somebody, these guys hadn't played organized box across six years ago, right? And, and yeah. the, the steps that, that we were incredible. able to take is, is, is yeah, the, to the players, right? Yeah, absolutely. Fire uniforms too, man. Like, those things were hot. I got my Finland shorts on right now, actually. Boy. Building an expansion team, <clears throat> obviously not easy. And we've seen over the last couple of years teams doing it in, in different ways. You can mix in some veterans with some, with some young guys. You can go, you know, full young you load up on defense, you know, what, what kind of, I know culture will be something you're trying to go after, but you know, what are some of the building blocks you're going to need on the floor to, uh, to be successful off the bat, Tracy? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm always going to hit on culture, right. And bringing in character guys. Um, certainly we're going to need talent at, you know, both ends of the floor and, and, you know, where our league is right now in the expansion draft, we'll, we'll certainly be able to go out and get some talent at, at both ends of the floor. Um, I know there's, uh, guys have different, um, philosophies as far as you know how they want to build it from the back end or from the front end but um again we're gonna i'm gonna work to collectively with the staff that we bring in um there, there's no there's no um disguising the fact that um a goaltender is is very important in, in this process um in, in order to have success right off the bat so we're gonna we're gonna look at you know all angles and, and kind of live and learn through some of the processes of, of some of the other teams that have come in and um and again we we have a strategic plan um, I'm not really at liberty to. Well, listen, to, to you, you got you got nobody to to compete with you when when at the expansion draft or the entry draft, so you can just break it right here on on Lax Class. Who are you taking <laughs> at, at number one in both? <laughs> Great, yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I don't even know if we we'll circle that wagon when we get that right. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, fair enough. Uh, we we talked a whole lot about uh, your your coaching career now, and we barely we're 15 minutes in here. We barely talked about about your playing career, which was one of the reasons we wanted to have you on uh, a 2016 NLL Hall of Fame inductee, and and well deserved on that front as well. But you go back and, and like number one pick overall, rookie of the year, almost a hundred point season in Montreal. But then you got those two championships in, in Calgary in 04 and 09. Uh, 
walk me through both of those those games, Tracy. Uh, those had to, uh, the first one's always the most special, is it not? Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're certainly all special. But I think you know you you look at um, again the makeup of our of our team in 2004. Um, you know, it was it was year three for the Calgary Roughnecks, and um, you know Chris Hall came to you know God bless his soul. He uh, came to you know obviously the the Roughnecks ownership group and, and had a three year plan. And really, when you look at it, it was like we were um, no different than you know expansion teams that are going to be built now is is uh, a bunch of misfits. You know, players that maybe um, didn't fit in elsewhere, and and, and guys that were. Um, you know, really wanting to prove that they belonged. And uh, for us to, you know, to raise that Champions Cup in, in 2004 was something that I'll always remember, remember and something that I'll always cherish because, uh, of the, again, the group of guys that we had um, that were a part of it, um, as much as we, we always play for, you know, the championships and, and maybe sometimes the accolades, I think, you know, one of the things I've always prided myself on is is playing with a group of guys and, and, and yeah, we all share that common that common goal of winning, but um, really sharing in that belief of how to get there, and, and that was most special to me. And um, lo and behold, we had some success and won a championship, so that was the gravy on top. So uh, certainly was uh, yeah something that that yeah, yeah it goes up as as one of my faves. And, and similarly, in two thousand nine, you know, I, truth be told, I think we probably could have won a couple in between there, but you know, you bring in some veteran guys and. Um, with Josh Sanderson and um, seems, seems like a lifetime ago, but again, just the, the team dynamic, right? The team dynamic of, of winning teams um, never ceases to amaze me that, you know, that, that that's, that, that's the reason why you win, right? Is if you have a group of guys that are, again, not collectively all wanting to win, but are sharing in that belief system, a belief system of how to get there uh, that that's most special. And, um, you know, I've had some uh, many great years where ultimately we didn't win, but but nonetheless that was there, and, and they're they're very memorable seasons as well. One more ring than John Grant Jr. That's all you really have to uh, have to realize, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, good, good luck with that. He's, probably, he's, got the, he's got all the outdoor ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got one more NLL than him. Yeah, I can I can hold that one over his head because I know. He certainly holds the, the other well, one over my head. In all seriousness, though, how much did you two push each other growing up, and how much, you know, of your success and his success are linked to each other being so close? Yeah, well, Junior's uh, Junior's a brother, right? He's like as close a thing to a brother that I've ever had, and and uh, yeah, no, we were certainly uh, as competitive as as anybody. Um, you know, we uh, Junior wins, and I got to win, or similarly, I win, and then you know, he's got to do this, he's got to do the same thing, so. Um, we're both, uh, you know, I think fierce competitors, which enabled us to have, uh, you know, a long career and, and a somewhat successful careers. But it just, I, I think we both shared in that passion for the game and just, you know, collectively wanting to push each other all the time. It was great. Well, listen, uh, one of the things Paul Day said last night when I was talking to him is that they would they'd be wrapping up uh, a junior game or whatever the case was, and there was – you know, nine, nine and ten year old Tracy and, and and John out on the turf at like midnight in Peterborough, whipping the ball around on the turf while everybody was having beers in the parking lot and stuff. So, it started young for you guys, Tracy, and and you know, talking with other guys around the league and, and teammates of yours and and other players. The leadership is always something that comes to the top of the conversation when it comes to you, and I just wonder. 
is that something that was kind of always in your DNA as a kid? Like, were you always kind of the assistant or the captain of your teams coming up? And, and where did those characteristics and traits come from? Is it your family or is it something that you developed? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I know, uh, like, first off, I, you know, my dad was uh, the hardest working guy. I can't even go without saying it without kind of welling up a little bit, but my, my old man was the hardest working person that I knew. And, um, and I think I said that my whole thing speech, it didn't matter if, you know, my dad was shoveling the laneway or, you know, he was going into work at Coca-Cola and, you know, starting up every one of the trucks for when the guy showed up at work, he was doing, um, his, his the, the best job to the best of his ability every time he did a job. So that was something that was ingrained with me at, at a young age. And, um, I, I certainly Take, took pride in, and I think I played the game the right way, and, and those are some of the attributes that I brought to the table. But um, you know, I, I, I was fortunate to play with some some great players and, and some great leaders uh, in in the game, and that's and for me it was just I just got to go out and work, right? I go out and work, and um, you know, and, and try to be contagious in, in the way I, I conduct myself on the floor. Then you know, hopefully people will follow suit. And again, it's. Uh, everyone says you're a great leader, but um, you, you surround yourself with people that are like-minded. Um, it becomes easy, and quite frankly, you know, the group of men that were behind me and, and beside me in the locker room were, were the true leaders of that team as well. Yeah, so, I mean, right there, Brad. Spoken like a true leader. Tracy Koleski, uh, last one here for you before we let you go. I know you got a press conference to get ready for here. We ask all our NOL Hall of Famers that come on the program here to pick one guy who was not – in the NLL Hall of Fame right now. We're taking Doyle, Jr., and Willie off the list because those are no-brainers, TK, so you can't pick any of those guys. But one guy that is not in the Hall that you think deserves to be in there. Wow, really putting me on the spot, eh? Got to do it. Everybody seems to kind of strive. They they get they get in a point where they don't want they feel like they don't want to insult anybody by picking one person. You're not going to do that here, but I you know go back through your Calgary days. Uh, maybe a guy from from those teams or a guy that you had to go up against night after night that you just hated playing against that you think uh, could be could be in there. Yeah, there's uh, there's certainly there's that list is long of guys that that you compete against and, and that you think should be in the hall is. Uh, I don't think Clarky's in the hall. No, um, he's not. Glenn, and he's been he's Glenn, been mentioned. Yes, Glenn Clark. Uh, Glenn Clark, and again, just uh, not 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 just because of my relationship and my working relationship with him in New England. Like he was a guy that he was a constant for Toronto. He was one of their leaders. Um, I, I don't even know how many cups he's got with with the Rock, but lots. Um, he was he was definitely a thorn in my side when I played against him. Um, you know, and I certainly had the ple- pleasure of playing with him in Team Canada a couple of occasions, but. He's a guy that, that, that sticks out for me. Um, you know, everyone always thinks of the offensive guys, but, um, you know, Clarkie was a true leader of that, that Toronto Rock Club and a guy that I, I think is certainly deserving of, uh, of the Hall. Fair enough, man. We need uh, need more defensemen in, in the Hall of Fame for sure anyways, and that's the second vote there for the professor. So well done. Hey, Tracy, man, congratulations on, on the new gig with Panther City. Congratulations on just an outstanding NLL Hall of Fame career. And can't wait to see uh, what the Panthers have in store here for the upcoming season, man. Be well and, and good luck with the presser. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk lacrosse with NLL Hall of Famer Tracy Koleski. Uh, this guy, like the motor, uh, the skill, the heart, all of it, like they don't they don't make him like that anymore.
No, and, and I remember putting out a Twitter poll a couple of years ago asking who the greatest captain was in the history of the NLL. And I put like Colin Doyle, uh, Dan Dawson, Rich Kilgore on that list. And, you know, I got DMs from people saying, where's Tracy Kulaski? Yeah. And, like, yeah, he might have not have had a C on a ton throughout his career outside of Calgary, but, like, he was always the consummate leader and a guy that people said would run through absolute walls for uh, when he was in their locker room. So, you know, put that with the stats, with the motor, with the grit, and you've got a real special Peterborough-style lacrosse player there that uh, that Fort Worth is, is super lucky to have behind their bench. Unbelievable backhand on, on the kid as well. Leader of men, and now he's going to lead Panther City Lacrosse Club into the NLL in 2022. Is that right? 22? Or 21? 22. 21? Well, 21-22. Yeah, 21-22. I might, like, it's, I'm so screwed up. <laughs> Corona and the seasons and all that sort of stuff now. Great chat there with TK, Tracy Koleski, and that chat right there brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. They have something to complement your oil skin coat or jacket. Why not have a look online at their Outback Trading Company oil skin hats? Made from a diverse range of colors, styles, there's something to protect every head from Mother Nature's harsh elements. Many hats include features such as chin cords, hidden security pockets, and sharp, shapeable brims. My goodness, shapeable brims. Stampede Tack and Western Wear, located in Cloverdale since 1966. Or you can shop online because it's still shopping local, and that's important. Oil skin hats, oil skin coats, Outback Trading Company, Stampede Tack and Western Wear, stampede.ca. They are the sponsor of our calls to the hall. We're going to quarter three, and we're going to talk to the goaltender from the Vancouver Warriors and the Warriors Academy goaltender coach, Eric Penny, joins us next year on Lax Class EP116 on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com slash tickets today. Hey, this is NLL Crew Chief Todd LaBranche. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class. We're into the third quarter here on EP116. Jake Elliott, Brad Challoner. And right there, you just heard Vancouver Warriors, VancouverWarriors.com, where nothing's offside as we inch closer to april we still really don't know what's going to happen with the upcoming season but you can find all your warriors information at vancouverwarriors.com on that website you will find the tab for the vancouver warriors academy which is currently underway right now out there at the field house in langley starting a couple of days ago the camps running for eight straight weeks chris gill mitch jones matt beers riley lowen even the big boss and dan richardson out there instructing the kids and our next guest of course running the warriors goalie camp all pricing is on the website but it's 349 plus gst groups of 10 or more or academy members and season ticket holders two ninety nine 
plus GST. Now back on the podcast here. I don't know how many times. It's been a few now as we welcome the goaltender for the Vancouver Warriors, one Eric Penny, back on the pod. Penny, how are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I know uh, I saw the Instagram feed uh, last night. They're out there helping out the kids at the field house. That had to be fun and good and and maybe just a little return to normalcy a little bit getting out there getting the stick in the hand doing a little coaching throwing the ball around how how, yeah, how was that you know it's it's nice um getting back out on the turf after a while there just kind of brought back some memories first off but uh yeah no there was a great turnout with lots of kids and um you can see the excitement in their eyes that they're getting to play right now and stuff. So uh, it's cool to uh, be a part of that. So before we get to the the nuggets of wisdom that that you uh, graced the, the potential future goaltenders with this weekend, how how is Eric Penny staying in, in game shape and game ready? Because I imagine it's got to be tougher for a goaltender. Like where are you getting your you just walk your... up your street a bunch of times? That's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I live on a hill. I definitely take in dogs. The dog for uh, walk definitely gets uh, some good exercise in. But uh, no, we're fortunate enough to uh, have a lot of film, and in this time off, we're utilizing those uh, this time to watch film and see what we can clean up. Well, watching seeing, watching that film, it? what what kind of things do you think you can clean up, Eric Penny? Well, just like, uh, you know, a lot of positioning stuff um, with the the way the speed is in this uh, game, this day and age, it's uh, it's a lot faster pace. So just uh, being able to keep up with the uh, pace and, and be able to track the ball because we're playing against the best lacrosse players in the world here. And and uh, you got to be the top of your uh, performance. How how out of touch Maybe our touch is the wrong word, but like it's been a long time since he had meaningful game action. Like, you know, watching film from how you were literally almost a year ago without having a chance to play and adapt any changes. Do you still think that that, you know, that's still you or do you think maybe you've evolved and you're going to be completely different? And some of that old film's not going to mean anything by the time you take a, a, a crease again, hopefully this spring. Yeah, you know, like um Obviously, we're doing the best we can. We're kind of limited with the resources we have with uh, all the COVID shutdowns and stuff. But only time will tell, right? When when we get there, you just have to stay at the top of your game. And I think with goaltending, fortunately enough, a lot of the stuff uh, with the positioning and all that kind of comes into the position. But when you can uh, work on the mental side of things in the offseason and kind of have that time where you're – thinking about the game but also the time you get to spend with uh your family and and uh just kind of develop over that as well speaking with the warriors goaltender here eric penny and and brad's alluded to this a couple of times eric about how when you were mic'd up uh last season how vocal you were as a goaltender and then not only that but you know coming back to the bench and a few pointers to to the d and what you're seeing maybe a quick chat with the coach as well and and the backup goaltender, is that something that you think has evolved in your game over time? Or have you always kind of been like that? And to add on to that, Eric, do you think like there's there's a future in coaching as, as you move out of your playing career? Yeah, like um, 
being in the league now for for a while, you you've le- you learn a lot from a lot of the players you play with and the coaches you've had, and and uh, just being able to pass that knowledge on to maybe some rookies in the league, and even asking other people for advice. Um, the one thing is, is I, I'm always a student of the game. I'm trying to learn, and any advice I get from coaching, management, I always take it and I try to uh, implement it into my game, and it really. Uh, really wants makes me want to uh, coach in my future as well because um, just getting that input and uh, coaching style just makes me want to be able to provide that down the road whether it's with kids or in the future who knows what happens you have a is there a group chat or anything going with you and, and deep fryer or mateo tag and, and brody mcdonald or uh, so yeah brody mcdonald and or, sorry not brody mcdonald who's the, <laughs> the young the young brody from delta Harris. That's yeah, no, Harris. Brody Harris. We Sorry, is there, there's a group chat with all the job. potential goaltenders. <laughs> yeah, no, we got a we got a group chat with all the guys in it, and uh, everyone keeps in uh, touch, and we talk about uh, football and hockey right now. So there's good reports. Great. Uh, let's get out there to, to the Warriors Academy at, at the Langley Event Center. I know the first couple of sessions, uh, before we get to your stuff, I know, uh, Dan Richardson, part of, part of the allure for the kids, uh, getting some, some instruction from the GM. What, I don't know if you've ever gotten that, Eric, what, uh, what was it like to see Dan Richardson out there working with the kids? Yeah, you know, it's great. He's out there, he's out there and he's, um, bringing just the uh, evaluation side of things. So. Okay. Have, having these kids experience having uh, like a general manager in the NLL and um, just like having them watch, it definitely brings the, like they have to step their game up in a way they feel that. So no, it's cool to see their uh, energy and, and uh, I, I was hoping to see like a little to... video of with him, like a stick in his hand doing some drills or something, but no, you're saying no. Yeah. Maybe the next, <laughs> maybe the next session. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's, what, let's, are some, what are some of the, I, I didn't pay my registration fee, but you know, if I was a, a goaltender getting, getting this experience from you, EP, what are some of the nuggets you're dropping on these kids? Like what, what, if there's an up and coming goaltender that's saying, Hey, what, what are the come of the couple of fundamentals I need to know to take my game to the next level? What, what are those things? Honestly, I, I think, um, a big thing, uh, three main keys are obviously positioning, tracking the ball I find and then mental part because for 60 minutes of the game you're in that crease by yourself and um anytime you can uh bring the mental side of things in and do that it's gonna be beneficial for you talk about uh talk about relationship with Dwight Mechie I know that that's been uh, a big thing for your game over the last couple seasons with the Warriors what he's sort of brought uh behind the scenes how much has his mentorship meant to you yeah working with Dwight's great um he really watches the film and gives me uh things to bring up and uh and focus on and I've been talking to him throughout the offseason here just kind of checking in every now and then and yeah working with Dwight's great yeah, and just, I mean, there's a guy that Dallas Elliott looked up to, right? Like, called him, like, probably the best goaltender he's ever played with. So, you're getting some some top John Tavares. John Tavares said it's the only goaltender that ever had his number. Yeah. I, I scored a goal on Dwight Mickey one time. That's one of my claims to fame right there, Brad Schoener. I got one past Dwight. You can bring it up to him if you want, Eric. Just tell him that, you know, like, I sniped at top corner on him and see what For he sure, has. I'll let him. Okay. See what I'll, he has to I'll, say. I'll let him know. 
<laughs> get in his kitchen. Eric. I'm sure uh, he remembers it well. Yeah, yeah, vividly, I'm sure, as, as well as I do. <laughs> hey, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, best of luck with, with the Warriors Academy. Uh, keep up the good work uh, with the kids, and can't wait to see you back between the pipes there at the Raj uh, in a Warriors uniform for the upcoming season. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Talk soon. Him, there we have the Eric Penny EP sixty, as you like to call him, Brad Chiller. I know you're trying 61, to sixty-one. Sixty-one. My bad, sixty-one. I don't know why I'm stuck on sixty. Oh, it's because it's EP forty, and I thought EP sixty, but no, it's yeah. EP sixty-one. Eric Penny. So at least I didn't say Brody McDonald there. Out there at the Warriors <laughs> Academy, and I can't wait to see. I <laughs> <laughs> We'll hear about it. Yeah. Um, big bro up there in Vernon chopping wood. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? No, I don't I, know. I, like, Eric Penny is now like the ringleader of, of this. But, you know, we talk about the progression of him over the years. But, like, you know, now he's the, the number one and the ringleader of this group of, of Mateo Tack and Brody Harris and, and Deep Fryer, who will be a, 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 a venerable number two for him. But this is sort of different era now as we have, like, what, 27, 28-year-old Eric Penny in a different stage of his career. Man, this he, we need some reps. Let's go. Yeah. Speaking of, of Deep Fryer, I was going to bring this up in quick sticks, but I'll bring it up now because you've referenced him a couple times. Steve Fryer, Deep Fryer, uh, on the Snapchat, like back, like he's a big wrestling guy. So like when WrestleMania comes around or a big pay per view, Steve will literally Snapchat the entire thing, like with predictions and moves, and he commentates. And so Steve is also a big Buffalo Bills fan. He he got into it. He got into one, as they say, a little bit uh, yesterday. So putting back a few tall boys watching the Bills game and, and it started out on a big high for deep because the Bills were up early in that game and then it just fell off a cliff. <laughs> and if you're if you're following Steve Fryer on Snapchat, go have a look at that prize before it dissolves uh, in the next couple hours here. But uh, holy cow. Steve Fryer uh, on Snapchat. What I take from that is Snapchat is still a thing. Yeah. Like, I never got on Snapchat, and I no. haven't heard anybody reference Snapchat in a long time. Well, when you got a apparently it's still going. Twelve-year-old daughter, you keep tabs You're not TikToking? on. You keep tabs is on that things. What you're supposed to do? That's same sort of deal. Same sort of mm. deal. All right, uh, break time. One more break to go. Let's get to the fourth quarter. And uh, what do we got coming up? We got OT this week, so we've got Quick Sticks next, and then we got Jimmer in overtime. There you go. Let's do it. Break time. We're back right after this. Hey, this is Dane Dolly from the Calgary Roughnecks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Back, Lacrosse Classified, Lax Class. Quarter three, quick sticks, brought to you by Manscaped, Brad Challoner. And it was yesterday was my fo- like tip to tail, if you if you know what I'm saying. Full, as you can see, right from the top down to the bottom, full package, done. And I had everything I need with the person. I hope there was some sort of rinse before you started low and ended high. Or did you start high and then low? So That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. Start okay, high, good. finish just, low. Just, just, looking out for you yeah i appreciate it you know the the, the so the perfect package it's got it all it's got the, the lawnmower the the trimmer the 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 what do you call it the revitalizer the, it's got the everything in there and and 
after that, like, you know, I'll be out going for a run or whatever, and then you got to hit the grocery store or something like that afterwards. So I, I tucked refine the cologne in the car, just, you know, like if I got to run in, you don't want to be all stinky and sweaty. Put a little squirt of that on, and, and I'm like, you know, bagging up some tomatoes. All of a sudden, I feel like a body kind of brush up against me, which is a little offside right now because it's, you know, social distancing. But I, I reach into the pouch of my, my hooded sweatshirt, and I put a phone number. I turn around, I see no. this lady walking around the... No, that didn't really happen, but I'm telling you, it could. <laughs> if you put this cologne yeah, on... Anybody when... else wearing Manscaped that's not first name Jake, last name Elliot, perhaps. Yeah, it, it could happen. I'm telling you, this stuff smells so good that women could just come up to you and just hand over their phone number to you because you smell delicious. Refine the cologne... I'm enjoying this stuff quite a bit. You can, too, if you use the promo code LAXCLASS20. At checkout, get yourself free shipping. Save yourself 20%. LAXCLASS20 is your promo code. And if you need some phone numbers, just squirt a little refine on, and, and you never No, You said uh, you're looking for a little chest shave. Uh, for chest shave, I, hit the, uh, I was talking earlier about going to the doctor to get my ear checked out, so I had to make sure that my ears weren't bushy and there was hairs <laughs> protruding for doc to have to sift through so i hit the weed whacker this morning and buzzed the old eardrums well done okay quick sticks let's rip through these brad i might not even let you talk uh, for some of them so just prepare yourself Poolin, one year back with georgia swarm rylan hartley one year back with the rochester nighthawks tyson bell i believe the last piece not signed there in halifax so that full squad is now intact as tyson bell signs for two years Sad news out of Six Nations, rest in peace to Ken Hill, who was essentially the owner of the Six Nations Chiefs senior team. So sad news there, and, and rest in peace to him, and, and we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens in Six Nations as far as the Chiefs go. Uh, this is pretty cool. Coming up this Thursday, the 28th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. They're going to stream the Grizzlies movie on Netflix and then have a, a discussion panel take place after this you can register the nll's got it on their instagram account their twitter account sign up the deputy jessica berman is going to be on this panel talking about indigenous rights with the director of the film and some cast members as well if you have not seen this movie i highly suggest you do i actually checked this out with danny at the the vancouver film festival when it first came out so it's been a while since I've seen it, but I registered for this. I want to check it out. I suggest you do too. Check out the NLL socials to sign up and register for that. And then Netflix, 4 p.m. Pacific, Thursday. Check out the Grizzlies movie. Peter McFedrich announced as one of the assistants of the Quentin Jr. Adnex coaching staff, along with Pete uh, Tellus. And I don't know if they've announced it yet, but I'm just going to do it now. And, and You're going to break done. the news here? Yeah, why not? Screw it. Okay. I've gotten in trouble for this sort of thing before, but I'm not afraid. The Cornwall brothers will also be part of the Adnax coaching staff, along with Pete McFedridge. Uh, probably in a more limited role, of course, if they decide to play some senior A lacrosse, but Jeff Cornwall, Travis Cornwall, Pete McFedridge making up the coaching staff along there with Pete Tellus for the junior A's. I mentioned Deep Fryer Snapchat. David Brock, uh, brand new papa. Congratulations to the Brock family uh, birthing a brand new healthy baby boy. And the last one I have on here, and I saw this come up, and, and it just kind of reaffirmed. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but Canucks have been playing like, 
not good hockey lately. And Ty, uh, Tyler Myers yeah, hit a guy, kind of a blindside hit, and, and got kicked out of the game, got a five-minute major, and you wondered whether he was going to get a suspension for it or not. He did not, but they played the same team like two days later, and it just kind of like – People that talk about fighting and, and, and not having a place in the game, this was a situation where I really believed it still does have a place in the game. Like, long gone are the scheduled, like, hey, let's go off the face-off sort of thing just to put on a show for the fans. But this was a situation where Edmondson of the Montreal Canadiens, in warm-up, kind of skated up to the center line. Myers was there, and he just said, like, we're going to do this. And Myers was like, yeah, I know we're going to do this. And they, for, like, right off the get-go, fought, done, over with. Hockey game continued. And it was like the, the, uh, the no players. No chippiness after that. No, like nobody I took a run at Peterson. He, Justice was served, and it was over, and it was done. And it was like, okay. And I just thought, I, like, man, like, why why can't there be more of that? Well, there is lots of that. I right? guess. And I think and there is a place for it. And I think there's more of that than there is just – ridiculousness um and kevin bieksa and brian Berth both both agreed with that take because they they said the exact same thing after the first period of that game was that that was the code and that's why there is still hockey it's high fighting in hockey and in our case lacrosse because that stuff needs to go on to keep the chippiness and the hacks out of that game because if that fight didn't happen then the habs are going after Peterson, tyler myers or, or, yeah, or, or whatever Peterson or whoever right they're going after your stars or they're, they're going to go up to tyler Meyer, tyler myers and try to take out a yeah. you know hack at his wrist or or whatever right so it definitely has a place for it i want to hark back not to derail completely mm. but a couple of seconds ago you mentioned halifax uh signing tyson mel the kind of last piece of the puzzle yeah something i've been thinking about the last couple of days is if there is no training camps and say there is a bubble and it's just like okay teams you have to come with 20 20 guys and that's it with no training camp what team right now is the most equipped to do that because there's some teams like you're vancouver you've got a lot of guys who came in toronto mitski rochester yeah yeah, so there's a lot of teams that have signings and question marks. Who are these veterans going to replace? What free agents are going to make this team? What aren't going to make this team? Who's going to be your backup goaltender when we've got four goaltenders on the roster? Um, so what what team is just plug and play ready to go if they said bubble starts tomorrow? Halifax. Yeah, Halifax, Halifax, Calgary came to mind for me. And the other thing as is, as is like could be just ready well, to go. I think they'll have a couple of practice sessions at least before they play their first game should but you can't bring go- 40 people there no, you can't you can't and you got to figure it out but i also think the teams that have players in market like the toronto buffalo rochester vancouver are going to be at an advantage because they can get together and and have a little session leading up to that if you know what i'm saying there where yeah. teams like san diego and saskatchewan and and halifax uh probably can't do that so Interesting times ahead. We're still kind of waiting to hear the news on a potential bubble as well. Last thing I want to mention here on Quick Sticks, uh, just rolling out the first one. It's coming this week if it's not out already, and that's our boy Tyson Geik doing some season previews. He was over on the island, did one with Teddy Jenner, San Diego, in fact, and that should be released soon. There's going to be more coming. I think we're actually going to do a couple of these, but Man, did that ever look good on on Lacrosse Flash, the the season previews that Tyson Geik is starting to produce. Best in the business. Hot, no doubt. Lava. So check that Hot out, Lacrosse lava. Flash, and uh, check out the team store while you're at it. 
And that's going to do it for Quick Sticks. Let's get to Buddy Jimmer and something else. We're back on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network right after this. Back here on Lacrosse Classified. Thanks for hanging with us. No more breaks as we head into the extra frame. Overtime, if you will. Been a great episode so far. Not quite done yet. As here in overtime, we are going to try something else. Let's begin. All right now. Wasn't that fun? Let's try something else. Let's try something else. Hey, Jake and Bradley, it's Jim Else here. Time for another week of something else on the Lacrosse Classified podcast. Last week, I tweeted out uh, looking for people to suggest things I can rant about. Uh, I have been way too nice lately. I was feeling a rant coming on, uh, feeling a little bit uh, hot under the collar about uh, about just anything, and uh, looking to rant. Great, uh, some great suggestions came in, but nothing really got my blood boiling. So I thought about why am I not uh, why am I not ready to do this? And I thought, ah, I know, there's no lacrosse. Lacrosse games and the adversarial combat between my teams, uh, like for example, my Calgary Roughnecks versus any team out there, brings out that adversarial contact with me. Uh, it allows me to, to to have an edge, to hit hard, to to go out and say what I want to say. And and as everybody knows, I stand behind what I say. There has been nothing for me to do lately in that regard. It's an absolute black hole for me, and uh, I've been way too nice, frankly. Uh, I can't wait to get back and, and start stoving some, some people for stupid stuff, but it just isn't happening these days. So if you do want me to rant, uh, don't wash your hands, don't wear a mask, don't believe COVID is real, let me know about it, and I'll rip you a new one. Uh, that's That'll rile me up. That'll get me uh, going on the rant machine, and uh, and frankly, I'll probably feel a little bit better. But in the meantime, do wear a mask, do wash your hands, do practice uh, uh, social distancing, and uh, let's get this country, um, these two countries back together, and let's get lacrosse back on the floor, and uh, and let me rant. Anyways, have a good uh, week uh, this week. Uh, thank you uh, very much. Good times. Ciao. There he is once again, Jim Else with something else. And uh, we saw Jim on Twitter today saying, like, give me some topics. I want to tee off on somebody or something. But nothing really struck his fancy as Jim continues to keep it in the positive lane here, but really missing lacrosse so he can just let loose on somebody. I get it. That's kind of what sparks his his alter ego, if you will. That's what gets Jim riled up. Is, a greasy is, hit yeah, or something, something unsportsmanlike. But, yeah, so, I mean, this got me thinking about rants, and, and I've never been. <laughs> I just go off on a tangent now and then. Uh, what, what's, what's been irking you in, in the lacrosse world as of late? All the leagues, man. Too many leagues. All the leagues. It's been six announced in the last two weeks, I think. <laughs> I'm about to start a league, too. If anybody wants to play U21 Junior A Lacrosse in BC, uh, it's going to be the Brad Challoner Lacrosse League. I know. It's just. <laughs> I guess. There's been, there's ULL, been so many RLL, TLL, XLL. 
we will try to cover these as best we can when things progress. I just, I'm just not sure at this point what any of those leagues are going to look like six months, a year from now, when we actually get back to playing and who plays where and, and it's just, it's, it's getting confusing. And I know that people have issues with the CLA and want to separate and do their thing. Um, and I think a lot of people are inspired by what the PLL did and just say, Hey, you know what, we're going to just go do our own thing. If you guys can't sort of assimilate to what we're trying to accomplish here, help us accomplish our goals and improve the game. But yeah, I think you've got to get more people involved and, and on a bigger scale because too many smaller leagues with, you know, four five, three, four teams in them. What's that? What, what good is that going to do? Yeah. And, and, and like, honestly, and I'm involved with the XLL, so I'm I'm probably you have know, got a league too, Commission. Yeah, yeah, I, and you know, like I don't know, like everybody's trying to do what's best for them. I think is is what's those happening. leagues I don't mind. A developing league, the RLL, fine. Your XLL, fine. Those are developing players. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're trying, to, little, compete you're trying to compete with an existing league at the same time, same age group, same everything, yeah. right now, that's that's, that's, that's where that's, it kind of goes. Astray. It gets a little dicey for sure. So. Well, we'll keep an eye on on how those things work. But I, honestly, like trying to get something off the ground right now in the middle of a pandemic, too, like I, it's virtually impossible. Trust me on that one. So we'll see how it goes. And and I agree, just too many leagues, too many leagues. For me, somebody brought up the the topic of rule books again, and like. I, I don't want to get off on a rant on it right now, but that, that goes is hand in hand with the, with the too many leagues, yeah. these, these leagues that can't, well, that's at the top of my list. I don't like, want to say can't, but like they're losing the battle to the CLA as far as changing any of the CLA rules. CLA is not going to budge. So these other leagues are sprouting up saying we have an NLL rule book or we have U 22 or we have this, we have that. Um, instead of trying to, get everybody to rally together and change the CLA rule book yeah. within the existing clubs, which I think is the right way. NLL rules and everybody should adopt them. Like I'm just, I'm done with it, man. Just NLL has the best set of rules. I said it. It's true. Accept it. Believe it. It's right. Everybody else should follow that rule book period. Yeah, for the for the growth of the game, to not confuse oh. kids growing up to play the same help develop goaltenders. Like it, there's there's no reason not to. Then rather than you're just being stubborn and ignorant. All right, there. I I, I did what? Is that ranty enough for you? <laughs> Thank you to Eric Penny and and Tracy Koleski for coming on the program this week. Thanks to Jim Els for something else. Thank you to our. Marvelous sponsors for their continued support. Fans, listeners, please, uh, when when you're thinking about going out and buying something, keep the Lacrosse Classified sponsors in your mind. If you have an avenue that you can go down to help these people out, Stampede Tack, Vancouver Warriors, Associated Labels and Packaging, and Manscaped, and, and still hoping to hook one more on here for uh, the, the start of February, too. So stay tuned for that. But uh, support our sponsors. That's how you support this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to reach us, you can do so via social media. Brad is at Brad Chow. I am at PXP for sports. The show is at Lax Class or Lacrosse Classified Instagram and Twitter. And we have an email address as well, lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. Facebook page, too. Don't forget that. Always post it on Facebook as well. 
And I think that's going to do it here for episode 116. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday, every Tuesday, right here on the Cross Black Podcast Network. But now we are done. For Brad Schellner, I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet, and for the creator, stay safe and stay healthy, everybody.